Hey everyone. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode. It's actually not an episode that's been done on this podcast. It's on Honey Do Me podcast with Cass and Emma. They are such lovely human beings. They're doing a really great job. They've got all these questions they have about sex and bodies and they host experts on every week to talk about really interesting um, topics. They dive into some um, pretty taboo topics as well, which I absolutely love, and they are totally vulnerable about their own experiences. Um, so give them a give them a look up and a listen to and show your love and support. So uh, I'm not going to play the Millennial Triggered theme song or anything. I'm going to just play it as it is here. So please enjoy everything one can know about orgasms. Well, I think a lot of people think that there is a normal way to masturbate and there is not. That's like the common question I get. Am I am I broken? Am I normal? I'm like, no, if you're having an orgasm, why do you care? Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond. Hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal. That we are worthy of love and pleasure. And that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? I wish I could like shimmy on Mike. I know. know? I wish you could feel how I'm moving right now. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, sort of. It's a sore movement. It's a rigid movement this week. We were just talking about, we're not well. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, health-wise. Health-wise, I am unwell. (laughs) Um, It's not COVID, but (laughs) it's something. It's something. Well, what makes us feel good and makes our bodies feel good Orgasms. orgasms all the Fuck orgasms yeah. hell yeah so that's what we're talking about this week <laughs> yeah so we brought on nell walker the pleasure coach to talk mm. all about orgasms mm-hmm. i feel like it's important to say that no question is too small no. because you think like oh maybe i've had one so i kind of get what happens but why do they happen how can i make them better how can how can i, I have like, more <laughs> how can i have more how can i have more than one is it normal mm-hmm. if i don't want to have more than one how can i have them from different parts of my body yeah orgasms can come from a lot of places lots of places so that's a lot of our questions is like where can from head to toe tip to toe tip, <laughs> tip to, to tail, tail can i get an orgasm can I get an O? <laughs> we also go into masturbation a bit, mm-hmm. which was really, really fun. Nell gives some really cool tips on ways to masturbate. I always like really spe- Emma shaking her head because she's done her own homework. <laughs> I have a little bit. I love when we get really specific examples of how to do something because it's not something that you talk about outside of this scenario. Nobody sat yeah. me down and was like, this is how you masturbate. Right. And apparently I was doing it in a not the most productive, productive way, way, I guess, or the way that's going to help me access the most pleasure. So, right. No, that, and I think that's exactly new. to the point of, you know, 
why we're here. It's because we're trying to answer these like really specific questions. Mm-hmm. Show me or tell me exactly how to do it. Show me how so you touch I yourself. Do it. You know, now that we do video sometimes, a lot of our guests have been like very visual. They have been very visual. No nakey. No but, nakey. Um, but clothes are on most of the time. Just kidding. I think they've always been on. Yeah, they have been. But I did take some of Nell's homework in the middle of the episode. And let me tell you, it was phenomenal. It was groundbreaking. It was monumental. But I am beyond excited for everyone to listen in. Yeah. Nell's phenomenal. So we'll see you on the other side. On the other side. All right. Well, I think we should just start with who you are, what you do, and a little Mm -hmm. bit about yourself. Um, okay, so my name is Nell. I'm a pleasure coach. And um, so basically, I help anyone, who, well, vulva owners, I've come to use that term now. Um, so vulva owners um, learn pretty much anything to do with themselves in terms of pleasure. So uh, people who are having a hard time orgasming, who've never had one, maybe can only do it in one position, and it's not the easiest to bridge it to, to sex. And then I help, I also help um, people who may be enjoying their orgasms and can have them, but have trouble communicating with their partners during sex or about sex, about, you know, wanting to change something up, introduce something. I work with mental blocks. That's a huge one for vulva owners. Um, so basically um, my my goal is to get every Volvo owner off in the world, essentially. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what started this was I grew up in a very sex positive household. Um, so I learned, you know, my anatomy in my like little two-year-old way. So like pudenda, I called peduncle. Clitoris, I called clicky. Um, and then like an orgasm, I called the good part, which still, <laughs> still that, can, that can slide <laughs> over. So um, so because I was raised in such a sex positive household, I just asked everyone all these questions about themselves and didn't understand why people felt so much shame. And then, um, I grew up back and forth from Canada and a country in Africa. I'm not going to say it cause it's a small one and I'm going to, I don't want to be outed for being a pleasure coach. Uh, cause I'd probably be placed in prison next time I go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't Fair even, enough. it's illegal to bring in a vibrator into that country so I'm you know wow oh wow yeah I, nonetheless I brought three yeah. <laughs> that one, I was like mm, fight me on this they're not getting in the way of your sacred service no. hell no well they could be kind of get sneaky off. they could be like little like bullet ones and you don't oh, really yeah. know what As they like are necklace. yeah yeah so when I um when I because because I was raised back and forth uh some family lived there um we spent a lot of time in the bush and so I, uh, when I was spending more time with the women alone, it started to come out a bit more about their sexual experiences. And, um, and because I just asked questions, I don't think a lot of people <laughs> would be really willing to ask questions mm-hmm. just because of the taboo. But um, that was kind of the catalyst for me realizing, no, I really have to make this into a career because I just realized that pretty much all across the world, uh, Volvo owners are really frustrated when it comes to sex. And, um, 
yeah, so I learned a lot about these customs and these different ways that people are kind of conditioned to just focus on penis owners. And it really frustrated me. And then I realized it really, like, they started to get really angry once they talked more about it and wanted to know what it was like in the Western world. Mm. Um, so that was kind of, yeah, that was the catalyst. So I just started my business and I'm a pleasure coach. And then I'm currently um, studying to become an actual sex therapist. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank I you. love how well-rounded you are <laughs> in all of the things. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we want to dive into orgasms, just yeah. head first, full body. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Can we start out just like, what is an orgasm? Like, what is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great question. And so, I mean, there are a few responses to that um, because there's so many different kinds. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to get technical, you could say an orgasm are pulsations. You can have like anywhere between, I want to say three, two or three to like 40-ish. Per orgasm? Per orgasm, yeah. And so that's why we experience, like, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like a small orgasm versus a bigger orgasm. Mm -hmm. Have you? Okay. So that would be more like three or four pulsations and then a larger one where they kind of overdo it and they show it in porn or sex in the city Mm -hmm. with Samantha going, "Ah, Mm -hmm. ah," you know, and she's Mm -hmm. freaking out. You're like, oh my gosh, shut up. So that's more on like the 40 Richter scale. Um, So that's kind of like a clinical um, example, but if we want to get a little more woo-woo, you can say that an orgasm is essentially buildup of energy, and then it's, you know, it's a way to relieve that tension in your body, and so um, it's so good for you. It's so beneficial, um, and so, like, the, the any pressures going on in your life, stressors going on in your life can be released with that, you know, um, anxiety, anything like that, so... The, when when I'm asked what an orgasm feels like, a clitoral orgasm, my best example would be <clears throat> for everyone to know is that because we we've all been able to, we've all had a sneeze, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, bear with me yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when um, so we know when we're kind of like it feels there's a bit of a tickle in the end of our nose, right? We're like, oh, I think I got a sneeze. And then the the more it's ready to come out, I don't know how yeah. to say this. <laughs> there's no other way no, to that. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sneeze is an orgasm. It's really sexy. Basically, you kind of <laughs> you feel that buildup of um, a sneeze, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of feel it in the base, kind of your nasal cavities. You go, uh, uh, <laughs> right? And then it's getting, you, it kind of feels like it's, it's narrowing in to closer to the tip of your nose. Um, so you feel it coming, you feel a buildup. And then when you sneeze, it feels really good, right? You mm. feel like, oh, right. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, uh, like a tingling, uh, spreading all over, like down your nose, all mm. the way around. So that's the best way for someone who's, who has no idea what an orgasm feels like for them to be able to kind of 
take the similarities of a sneeze mm -hmm. and then I'd be able to identify it with a clitoral orgasm. And it makes sense though, because a sneeze is one eighth of an orgasm. I was just going to say in middle school, people be like, I've had one eighth of an orgasm because I sneezed. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know if that's true. I have never heard that. Really? Never. I was just about to ask you if that was like bullshit or not. <laughs> it's super true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why that's I get a little so uncomfortable funny. when people have like five, six. <laughs> I was just going to say like, what about when people are like, achoo, achoo, achoo. Yeah. <laughs> They're having a fucking know, amazing time. I sneeze eight times, there you go. Bada bing, bada yeah. boom. Yeah. My work is yeah. done today. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So then, and then with a penetration orgasm, um, I would, I, I mean, look, I mean, I can only describe the ones I felt. Mm -hmm. um, and I just recently took a, a poll on Instagram. So now I have like all these messages of people explaining to me what their orgasms feel like. But um, when you're not engaging your clitoris and you're having a penetration orgasm, I would describe it as kind of like a fullness of like, here we go. It's real sexy. Kind of like you have to have a poo. And <laughs> but if you're not feeling it in your rectum, like you're not feeling it there, you're feeling more of a pressure and kind of something taking up space within you, mm -hmm. kind of like up working to down towards the vaginal entrance. And then it's kind of as if you take like a, a can of pop and you shake it and then it has to be a tab pop. Mm -hmm. It can't be like a, like a screw yeah. <laughs> lid. And then it's kind of like you, you really. <laughs> Just like that. Just I like shake and shake. I like, as I'm doing it, I'm shaking it. It looks like I'm. <laughs> Just hand jobbing the, the mic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you, you've shaken the pop and then you go and then it kind of has like a big force that sprays mm -hmm. out as in like that's the energy that you kind of feel at least for me um so I'm open to you know other you know if that's not how others experiencing mm -hmm. experience it then that's why I think it's really important to get it on paper and share it with people so that was um the, the very, very short response to your question. <laughs> I think that's a perfect response because mm -hmm. we were just we were going to ask, like, if you've never had one, how would you know what to look for? Right. I just remember like yeah. I, I don't remember the first orgasm I had, to be totally honest. Do you? Mm, I, I remember the general time when I discovered <laughs> orgasms and I was man alive. It was a good time, but I don't remember my very first one, but I know Do you, what was the, what were the ages for both of you? Mine? I was probably like 10 or 11, probably mm -hmm. the first okay. time I ever had one. I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so what caused you, like, had you started masturbating? Oh, I don't, maybe you're not comfortable answering this, but oh, we're comfortable I answering. answering anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how long had you been masturbating and touching yourself before you experienced an orgasm? Honestly, I don't think I was touching myself without getting an orgasm. <clears throat> I think it like okay. came like the first time I did I magic hands. yeah magic hands <laughs> but I think the almost the first time I did and it was within like 30 seconds it felt like and I was like holy shit this is a thing because I was I was a very sexually like interested person charged <laughs> yeah. but I was like curious about sex so I was watching porn before I was masturbating and so I think I tried it out and then I like okay. had an orgasm and I'm like this is what they're talking about and then I just started right. masturbating and what position were you in I was just laying down. Norm you were like, laying down. On my back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And yeah. Cass? 
Yeah, my I didn't actually masturbate um, mm-hmm. until after I had had my first partner. So the first time I had an orgasm was with a partner. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what, like how long? How many um, interactions with that partner before you had an orgasm? Not a lot. And I think the first orgasm <sighs> I had was probably from like dry humping. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. the and first. And then you started masturbating. Um, no, I didn't Later. start masturbating until like we started having phone sex. And then oh, I was like, yeah, oh, I yeah. can do this on my own too. So it was very much like a, that partner spurred everything. God, okay. Spurred and then everything. how did, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those unsexy words. Yeah. Um, and then what position were you in? I was when? on my back. You were on your back. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. Okay. Are there okay. different like I'm positions really... to start off like that are common? Yeah, I find that a lot. So it's really common for, um, I'm just going to say little girls instead Mm -hmm. of vulva owners for this one. Um, It's really common for little girls, even, you know, one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's, there are studies of even before that of having little orgasms in the crib because there's, they're just, and they don't, obviously they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Mom, I just had an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, but it's just because they're, they're rubbing, they're usually on their tummy mm. and they're rubbing oh. on things like the blankets or something. And so obviously it takes a while to later, but, um, it's really common, um, for that to happen. So I find that, um, most of the people that I speak with, they say like their first introduction to childhood masturbation was humping a pillow. Um, and then, you know, it's quite common to hump like the edge, like the, um, armrest of, um, a couch mm-hmm. or a chair, some on a counter, but usually I find that um, it's it's self discovery through rubbing something because it feels mm-hmm. so nice. So yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, because that that to me feels so like oh I already know how to get an orgasm and like now it's advanced and I can go get it over there on the couch or over on here. <laughs> so that's interesting to me that that could be like a starting point for people yeah very crafty yeah. I like it yeah I, I I try to encourage people who've never had one to start off with rubbing a pillow because when you're on your back as lovely as it is if you've never experienced an orgasm um you kind of have to um it's having your vulva touched in all ways is really nice so popping two pillows up straddling it, maybe placing um, a vibrator right on the pillow or sandwiched in between if it's just too, too much and to rub it. Um, because then you, your, so your vulva is being touched in so many different places. You get to really be in control of like how your clitoris is being mm-hmm. touched. Mm-hmm. And then um, you get to decide like the tempo and um, the speed and the pressure, which I find can be a bit, more on the challenging side for people when they're first starting off if you know it's different if it just happened and you're like wow that worked and then you know go forth Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I suggest taking uh, like a tennis ball or one of those stressy balls that you you um you press Mm -hmm. and you sandwich it in in between like princess and the pea or um right underneath and that can give you the pressure because you don't need to have the vibrator if that's not something that works Mm -hmm. for you right um and you you rub it so that's kind of like it's really hard to um it's been really hard for me to um, try to create like a step-by-step on let's try to figure this out because everyone's so different, but I've found that that one has worked for most people. So Mm -hmm. 
but it's it's not the law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, police enforced. Legally but, binding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of people think that there is a normal way to masturbate mm. and there is not. That's like the common question I get. Am I, am I broken? Am right. I normal? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no, if you're having an orgasm, <laughs> yeah. why do you care? <laughs> yeah. Why do you, why do you care? Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you brought up different ways to masturbate too. Cause I, I've never heard about those ones either as like a common form of like, you know, if you want to learn how to orgasm, try doing it, you know, sitting up on a pillow, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I kind of want to go back to one of the things you mentioned earlier too, which was, you know, three pulses versus 40 pulses. Mm -hmm. So when I feel like I'm having orgasms, a lot of the time it is those three pulses and I've had those big 40 ones, but I feel like even if I'm masturbating or with a partner, a lot of the times it is like the three lower ones. So Mm -hmm. how do we like elevate our orgasms to get to that point? Mm-hmm. So I think like your, your mind state plays a mm-hmm. lot. It, it, it adds quite a bit. So depending on what's going on in your mind, if you're really not able to actually disconnect and focus in on what's happening, or you're like perturbed by thoughts that come through during masturbation, we can really tense up and we can kind of feel guilt or shame. Childhood shame comes in the way we were raised Um, a situation with an ex during sex, um, you know, that can all play a part. Um, But it, so there are quite a few factors, but I would say that sometimes like some vulva owners feel really complete after one orgasm, Mm -hmm. Um, feel very tired. I mean, it's really common. Like you're just depleted. That was good. Let me grab, you know, a coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you feel pretty depleted. You kind of maybe have a nap after that, or some people are really energized and I don't know who those people are, (laughs) but kudos to them. Like get right up and go. But um, it's common for in studies for vulva owners to feel really frustrated if they've only had one. Um, And so I think sometimes it's about sharing kind of the process. So after you have that first orgasm, whether it's a three pulser or, you know, a 25, Mm -hmm. you, um, there's always a time where you kind of have, I just got to take a minute. And I think a lot of people just think that's that because we grew up in such a male dominated um, society where mostly it's like once they've had an orgasm, then that's that. But the thing is, we don't, we're not like that. And so we can continue to have more. So um, we tend to think, okay, no, that's fine. I don't, it's fine. Like I'm good. But if you sit with it, if you don't, you know, get right up or think, okay, I'm done. If you just sit with your body, you breathe, close your eyes, have like a quick, you know, five minute nap, then you start like moving your hips a little bit, start doing those Kegels, um, you know, start doing little circles or start touching your breasts or whatever, or pop the porn on if that's something that works for you. And then put the toy on or your fingers or whatever. And you'll start to notice that obviously it's going to be a different sensation because you've just had an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So things will be a bit more sensitive, Mm -hmm. but you'll notice that you can go for another one. Um, You just have to be patient with yourself. And I think that's really hard for people is to realize that 
mm, I do have time and I can make the time. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that um, in terms of bridging it to sex or solo, it's about um, not just stopping at the one. Also, another thing is arousal state makes the hugest difference. Like if you've ever, um, you know, I'm a little turned on, I'll go grab the vibrator and like pump this out, really, really force (laughs) this because you can, Mm -hmm. Um, then you're not going to have like the best orgasm. But if you sit with your juices (laughs) and you allow yourself to get more and more aroused, um, then you'll find that most likely your orgasm will intensify. And then if you add something into the mix, like you add a dildo or a vibrator in yourself just for like that extra grip for your your (laughs) vaginal muscles, Mm -hmm. you'll also find that um, things will intensify or you'll have a deeper orgasm. That's actually really true. I find myself choosing to masturbate more recently. So I've just, I'm exhausted lately. (laughs) And so I'll be like slightly interested in masturbating and I'll be like, yeah, let's, okay. Yeah, let's do it. And then that's Uh why I feel like lately, as you're saying is maybe that's why I've been having the lower spectrum of orgasms because I am tired. I'm kind of there. I I know it'll be good for me, but I don't really want to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So there's definitely, I haven't found like, or haven't been super aroused, super turned on in a while. So yeah, maybe gotta yeah. marinate. Just, yeah, gotta marinate in those <laughs> it's juices. True. You have to <laughs> that, marinate. But yeah, and you have to be intentional about it. Like, yeah, you know, even for me, I'm like, oh, I gotta do this. Yeah. I gotta <laughs> turn myself on. Fuck. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can I? No. Say yeah. That? Absolutely. Can, okay. You say totally. literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's nary a thing we as haven't said. As long as said. it's not racist or yeah. homophobic yeah. or <laughs> transphobic, okay. say whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like. This is a good way, a good time yeah. to ask your question. So some going back to what you were saying about like having one or like giving yourself the opportunity to have multiple, something I've noticed a lot for myself is when I'm with my partner and I have an orgasm, it feels like my body just like starts to close in and is like, I'm done. Like, leave me alone. I don't want you anywhere near me now. And like the thought of having more than one and like continuing on is just like, and that's not like a a dig at him at all (laughs) it's just like it doesn't sound good at all but when I'm using my vibrator I can have like four orgasms so Uh I'm not sure where that disconnect is and if it's just like I really need to sit with myself give myself a little five minute nap that sounds incredible it's just yeah in general (laughs) every hour on the hour shut eye for five minutes (laughs) so just to for me to be clear, when you're with your partner, you've had an orgasm that yes. you were explaining. Okay, yeah, it's um when you're with him, him, right? Yeah. Him? yeah. Okay. Um. So after you've had your orgasm, and then he has his orgasm after, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Um. um or usually, ahead, yeah. like about the same time. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. skilled. <laughs> she's skilled. She's a skilled one. She got talent. Wow. I love it. We've been together four years, so we're, wow. we put a lot of work that, into our sex life. That orgasm <laughs> intuition is up, up top. Okay. Um, got it. Okay. And how long does sex usually last for you, like on average? God, it really spans. <laughs> like, I wish I had an easy answer to that one. Like, sometimes it's like three minutes and it's awesome yeah I I I orgasm every time we have sex I would say now at least in the past like Mm -hmm. two years but sometimes it's like 25 30 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it just really freaking okay. spans. And actually, and so, if I think about it, the long when it's longer, I'll usually be more like open to having more after. That, uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So you just answered your own question. That I did. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really, no, it's, it's common. I mean, usually we have these questions because we feel pressured to perform in a certain way or mm-hmm. do something in a certain way to basically meet the guidelines that are set up for us, which tend to be on the patriarchal scale. Mm-hmm. So we have to work really hard as Volvo owners and women to um, kind of center ourselves back to our needs are perfectly fine and perfectly normal. There's no time limit and uh, I don't have to stay in this guideline. So um, it's interesting though, because it sounds like you're a lot more open. Maybe you feel a little more safe. Maybe you feel um, a little bit more excited um, when those, when, when it's a longer period of time, which makes sense because it takes about a minimum of 20. So between 20 and 45 minutes for a vulva owner to actually get aroused. That's not sex. That's mm-hmm. just arousal. So if you can prolong that, then you're more likely to have a better orgasm. You're more likely to have multiple orgasms um, and you're more likely to have a better time. But it's really common. Um, I think it's, you know, stereotypically, it's, you know, said that, you know, after sex, a man, get, man gets really distant. But um, I get super distant after, and I don't, however many I've had, I'm just like, you know what? Could you leave? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I really mm-hmm. love you, but I'm done. I'm yeah. done. We're good. I need to recenter. I need to do a craft or something. That was enough time on <laughs> uh-huh. you and me. And there's like, there's something I think about what I call hosting because you're hosting someone in your house, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah. For, like, <laughs> let me have a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to cuddle. I don't want to kiss. I don't want to talk about our future. I love you very much. We could do that at another time. Well, go away, please. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's totally normal. A lot of all the owners feel that way, but we um, have been conditioned to feel like we got to cuddle and yeah, there's the cuddle hormone and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's extremely normal to kind of hate your partner after. Wow. As you're done with them. <laughs> well, I served their purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're a black widow, chomp their yeah. house. No, but you know, I think it's really normal for us to kind of we've we have been so generous with our bodies mm-hmm. and um sometimes if maybe a, a need isn't met or we feel taken advantage of even though it's like the best relationship ever, it happens. And, um, or sometimes you're just like, yeah, you know what? I just could use some alone time. It's very common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like reassuring to hear because it's not that I felt different for feeling distant after sex. Like, and it's not every time, but sometimes I'll be like, bye, (laughs) I'm tired. I'm going to go shower and then take my time and just do my skincare and then go read. It's like, Mm -hmm. I would much rather have my time and space after than, um, go again. (laughs) I've also, I've never been someone that's felt like, Oh, I want to go again, 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 um, Mm -hmm. to get more orgasms or to have more sex. So that's kind of where my level is at. It's like one and done and I need my space. So it's reassuring to hear how normal that can be. Well, good. Cause you're allowed to, you know, you're allowed if you're just, you want one, 
mm-hmm. then don't feel pressured to have another one. If you want space, it's kind of like after you work out mm-hmm. and you're depleted, you kind of just want to grab a snack, chill out, watch some Netflix, just leave me alone for a bit. 100%. Yeah, I <laughs> I feel like I'm just, a lot of things are clicking right mm-hmm. now because okay. I'm realizing like when we do only have sex for like a short period of time, it's usually like heat of the moment. There isn't a lot of like build up to it because we just like want to have sex and then we do and then I'm very done after that like maybe it's Mm -hmm. just like so much energy so fast and then I feel really depleted but when we do have sex for a long time it's like I feel a lot more connected Mm -hmm. even though I I want both like I like both because they both have a different form of connection um but yeah I definitely feel more open to more yeah. After we've had sex. And I don't right. necessarily want him to like leave the house yeah. that we share. <laughs> that we share. Yeah. Okay. Get out. No, it's but a that... pandemic, but get out of my house. <laughs> that clicks. That clicks but it's important that he knows that. Mm-hmm. It's important that he knows that so he can understand what's happening as well mm-hmm. and that he can move forward and kind of go, okay, you know, these are what's to expect. Um, if I really want to please her or be feeling more close with her, this mm-hmm. is what I need to do with her versus a quick one and done. And then he needs to understand that even though you really like you enjoy the quickies, mm-hmm. um, that maybe what your needs are after a quickie is to kind of just be left alone, you know, fear the wrath of God. Yeah. yeah. That kind of- <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll be listening to this episode. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Get it. Hi, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he gives us a lot of content. <laughs> I kind of want to stay because this question was going to be at the end, but I want to bring it back in because we were talking about using toys to orgasm and then sex. So is there ever a point when using toys to orgasm could kind of hurt rather, like hinder you rather than help you? Like if you get too dependent on needing a toy or you really enjoy just masturbating with a toy by yourself instead of like the pleasure with someone else. So is there ever like Mm -hmm. a line that you should be aware of? I think when you have a partner involved, if you're on your own, you just need to do what works for you and Mm -hmm. and you should, as you should. But when you have a partner and you want to be having an orgasm with that partner, um, understanding that the two worlds are different um, because when we're with a partner, we are focused on a lot of things. Like, how do we look? How do we sound? Is this, is my back arched enough? Um, am I going to, am I, am, am, do I need to quicken this app or anything? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're on your own, you have all the time in the world and you don't have an audience. And so, um, I think the, a common question I get asked is do like, can you get desensitized by a toy? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, you can't get desensitized, but you can get really used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, um, I like to ha- use the analogy, which only works for boob owners. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you have like the go-to bra that you love wearing, it's super comfy and you rely on it to the point where you just, that's the only brand and type you purchase mm-hmm. in different colors. And then you, maybe you need to wear a dress to some occasion, whatever that feels like going out, who knows, but um, (laughs) then you kind of have to buy a new bra that like the straps don't show or whatever. And it's a fine bra and it works. It looks great. I like it, but it's not my go-to bra, which would be masturbating. So my go-to bra would be masturbating in this, this bra that I'm not doing all the time, but I do enjoy is sex. And so you can't just go straight from wearing your go-to bra to then putting this other bra on and then expect to not 
like fidget and move it around and figure mm-hmm. out boob placement <laughs> and how it fits with your dress and then have a great time at the party mm-hmm. because all you're going to be thinking about is how this doesn't feel right and this you're not used to it. So all you need to do is just lessen up on the comfy cozy bra wearing and kind of mix it up. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you know you're going to have a partner or you um, want to be having sex more regularly, then I'd say either lessen the speed and this all ha- you have to wean into right. it. Okay. You mm-hmm. can't just, you can't go right, right there, but um, wean out of it. So um, whether that's the pressure or the speed or like whatever kind of intensity it is, whether that's putting a, like um, a washcloth in between your toy or a t-shirt or doing the princess and the pea method, putting it under the, under mm-hmm. the pillow. Um, and then, just kind of start getting used to less of that sensation. And I always say try to incorporate um, toys or um, methods that are similar. So I'll give you an example. I really prefer to um, be on top when I have my orgasm. And so if I've just been enjoying my my vibrator way too much, um, then I will pop a pillow down and I will mimic like instead of being on my my back, I'll mimic what the sensation of is like riding someone while I'm enjoying my vibrator. And so it's kind of incorporating more like the satisfier pro or the womanizer or whatever. What's the other one? The Sona cruise from Lilo. Um, That one's really great because it mimics oral and it also isn't super, it doesn't have a vibration at all. And so um, I, that was how I learned how to have an orgasm on my back. I didn't learn how to have an orgasm on my back till I was 23. And yeah. though I was having orgasms during sex, I wasn't enjoying all the positions. I'm like, oh, there has to be more, but I don't know how to do it. So I found something that claimed to mimic something like a similar action in sex, which was oral. And I, I trained myself to get used to that sensation. So basically incorporate similar um, moves or positions that um, you find yourself in sex where you feel most pleasurable and then try to bring that into your solo masturbation time. And because you're not going to be able to, to do it without practicing by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That dropped a mental block for me. So I like that you're talking about like weaning and, you know, you do get used to it, but it doesn't mean that that's desensitizing you from this other type of pleasure either. So that Mm -hmm. was a much more approachable mentality for me to understand like different types of orgasms. So I really like that. Those examples that you gave, those are perfect. Yeah. You get the best. Yeah. These are really good. (laughs) You should patent these or something. (laughs) The bra one was so perfect because it's not like one, you know, it was wrong to rely solely on this one bra. It's It's just bra. It's a great sturdy served you well. Throw it away. Yeah. And you're going to love how you feel in a whole different like party situation, it's going to yeah. be great. You just have to get used to it because you haven't been to a party in a while. It's been that's COVID. Right. Come on. Yeah, like, exactly. So I think that's a great way to drop that mental block of like, oh, now I have to like only rely on my vibrator, only my toys. It's like you just have to get used to it. And that's totally normal. Yeah, absolutely. That. So much is clicking. So much is clicking. <laughs> Something we are so interested in. Different types of orgasms. Different mm-hmm. parts of the body. 
Mm-hmm. We want to tap into all our pleasure zones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can so, we just get into all the different types? Maybe yeah. not all the yeah. different types, but we wrote maybe, down. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I loved I loved listing out the the questions that we had because we're like, what about butt ones or nipple ones mm-hmm. or exercise ones, breathing, like mm-hmm. just all the different types G-spot, of orgasms, clitoris, yeah. penetrative that we've yeah. heard about that we want to just okay. dig into. All right. Well, okay. So I was listening to your podcast with I think her name was his Ashley. She does the sex with Ashley, um, the toys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll mention, um, some extra information that can go like compare well with her. I think she was talking about nipple clamps. Mm. Um, so something a lot of people don't know is that your nipples are actually connected to your uterus. Wow. So, um, when you're breastfeeding, I don't know if you've noticed this, um, I, I did, and before I even knew what the heck was going on, um, but when I would interact with moms who breastfed, I noticed that they had an easier time losing weight, and I was, like, really confused, and then a few years later, I found out that your nipples are attached to your, like, they're, <laughs> they're attached, they're <laughs> deeply connected throughout your body to reach your uterus, and so when a baby is breastfeeding, you're actually contracting your uterus. So basically you're just doing like abdominal exercises. So something that's really good to know is, you know, we, we don't um, talk a lot about uterine orgasms. It's not, even if you Google it, you can like, you basically find like one Quora question. Um, but that is, um, a very deep way to have, a an orgasm. I've never had one personally. If someone's listening to this, you cannot come to me and ask me how to do it because I don't know how to coach you, but there are people who know how, who do it. Um, but so that's one way. So understanding that you are deeply connected throughout your body. So that's why it feels so good when our breasts are touched, um, when our nipples are stimulated. Um, and I'd say anyone listening to this, like, don't ignore the breasts. Um, you know, and if you're, if someone's going down on you or whatever, like interact and squeeze your breasts and really find like a method that you really like. Um, penetration orgasms. Um, yeah, that's more of like a vaginal wall muscle contraction. And, um, when you, if you put a finger inside of you, when you're orgasming from a clitoral orgasm, you're, you can still feel some uh, contractions in your vagina, but, um, with a penetration orgasm, it's like, like it's happening a lot (laughs) Uh and you can't control You're like, well, okay, what's going on here? Um, orgasm in your, your, like an anal orgasm that, you know, you're feeling that obviously in the back end, you're not feeling that in your genitals, um, for, for, for vulva owners. I know it's a bit different for penis owners, Mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, I'll never know. Yeah. So (laughs) is there any type of like G spot in your butt? Uh, This is there, you know, so I know like the prostate for men, Mm -hmm. that's obviously like where, you know, you get, you can have an orgasm from that. If that's interacted with, to be quite honest, um, I, you know, I don't claim I know everything, but like, but stuff just isn't my thing. So I, like, I actually don't know. I know a lot of uh, women enjoy their, I mean, they have experienced orgasms um, through that, that posterior end, mm-hmm. but um, 
but in terms of like an actual spot, um, some have claimed they felt a spot. Some have claimed that, you know, there's just a really great overall feeling, but there's not a lot of research done on anal orgasms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we really just don't know. So if it's your thing and, you know, message me and let me know so I can (laughs) share that with people. Mm -hmm. But for sure, like having a finger up the butt, that feels great. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how to ask for it. (laughs) Just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess it's just, there's no sexy way to say, put a finger up my ass, please. Give me your digits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me one of your digits. Uh, I want to go back to penetrative orgasms. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've heard like that statistic of like 30% of only 30% of vulva owners can have like a penetrative orgasm. Is that mm-hmm. true? Or is that like a, you haven't connected to that part of your body or you just haven't been like comfortable or like with a part? I don't know. Where does that come so, from? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the statistic that I work with is only 18% can oh, wow. have a penetrative orgasm. Um, and then of that 18%, they've most of them have said that they well you know they would still prefer a clitoral orgasm there yeah this topic it it's concerning sometimes when like another really common question I have is how do I have a penetrative orgasm without touching my clitoris and um it's it's a great feeling I've had a few Uh, I would still always go back to clitoral orgasms with having like something within me, but um, not a lot of vulva owners experience it because um, that's just not how we experience pleasure. So the, the clitoral body is, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, an iceberg as we've all heard. Um, And so it kind of wraps around. And so, when you're um, having penetrative sex, the penis or whatever's in there is obviously touching the side, the walls mm-hmm. that are also being pushed in by those legs. Um, you know, this idea, I think it's really hard for penis owners to, how many times have I said penis owners, um, <laughs> wrap their head around is that for, for most of us, we, it's, you know, it's just not how we experience pleasure because and that makes sense. The confusion makes sense because we, um, because they, um, they experience their full on pleasure and their orgasms all through that area. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you like, wouldn't that make sense? Why wouldn't you experience full pleasure and whatever? And this idea that, well, aren't I enough? Aren't I just what you need? No. short answer is no yeah it's Mm -hmm. no and it has nothing to fucking do with you right like that's not how we're created I'm not saying you can't have them I'm not saying they're amazing I'm not saying because I teach them but uh, I'm just saying I really encourage people to move away from this patriarchal idea that it's that we're only using penetration to cause Mm -hmm. um orgasm and pleasure because so many vulva owners then miss out on the opportunity to have an orgasm because they feel the pressure to perform in the way through the, through what the, the guy wants. Mm-hmm. Did I answer the question? Who knows? No, no I <laughs> totally. I'm not, I'm not someone that has, um, penetrative orgasms really 
at all Mm -hmm. with a partner. Mm -hmm. I've had them maybe a handful of times masturbating, but mine are typically like clitoral. And I always felt like I'm not experienced enough yet, or I haven't reached this point of like, I'm having great sex yet because I haven't had penetrative orgasms. And that's the reactions I've also gotten back from people when I talk about this. It's like, oh, you haven't? Oh, really? Like, that's kind of crazy. It's like, or I really like clitoral orgasms and I'll maybe I'll get there eventually. I've had both like on my own and I don't want to feel weird for like really enjoying like clitoral orgasms. That's where I'm at. That's how I love to have sex and like wrap it all up at the end. So talking about it that way where it's like there's just different ways to experience pleasure. So I'm glad that we touched back on that because I think that's important to talk about that so many types of pleasure are completely normal and you don't have to be striving for one or the other to feel complete in your sexcapade. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Mm -hmm. And to add on to that, um, also remember that it's your responsibility. You know, uh, when you're having sex with someone of a different gender, they can't read your mind. They don't Mm -hmm. know what feels good. So they just don't know what it feels like in general. And so, um, just making sure any anyone who's listening to this who hasn't then placed their hand down and worked themselves in terms of clitoral stimulation, you need to do that. Or you need to push for positions that touch um, like a stomach. I like someone with a stomach because it gives me better um, access to my clitoris being stimulated in most positions. Um, and so there are always going to be positions where your clit isn't being touched, but that's your responsibility to be touching it. Mm -hmm. You can for sure um, ask for your partner to learn and you can guide them and and touch, like lead their hand towards you. Um, You've got to be able to open up the lines of communication, which are so scary. And that's something that I do with clients is how do we, how do we talk about these things with partners? I'm somebody who does have vaginal orgasms. Okay, um, look at this. She's got intuition. Yeah. Orgasms with partner. She's got penetration. She's like a unicorn. I'm just different. This girl's a unicorn. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's always something that's happened for me. I guess. Um, okay, and how would you describe it? The way you described it, it's like it's like kind of a fullness. It it feels like deeper and heavier than a clitoral mm-hmm. orgasm to me. Um, like mm-hmm. a clitoral orgasm feels like more like light and sparkly. I don't know. <laughs> I've been using those kinds of words with my spiritual coach <laughs> lately. So. Light and sparkly. It's light Love and sparkly it. and the, the like a <laughs> penetrative orgasm is like just heavier. Mm-hmm. Earthy. Yeah. It's earthy. Exactly. Earthy. It is earth. Clitoral is air. <laughs> yes. I've yet to experience fire and water. So. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in my butt. My nipples. There yeah, we go. I was going to say, say maybe fire because it kind of feels like a burn burning sensation with anal. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that. And water is yeah. my nipples. There we go. I will, complete, I will be there you go. a bender of all of them. <laughs> That's the goal. So what about G-spot orgasms? Is there is that different than what we've talked about so far? I just had a bit of an argument with someone about this really close. I went on a walk with them yesterday. So the G-spot, we there's not enough research on mm-hmm. the G-spot. And I know that this was spoken about in another episode of yours, which I was really happy to hear. Um, I'm going to go with the most recent uh, research because that's the best. So 
I can't remember her name, but a great podcast to listen to is Science Versus. And there are two episodes there about the G-spot and, and then on orgasms. Um, so there's been recent research where 400 cadavers were dissected um, because cadavers can actually have, I mean, basically you can have an orgasm while you're dead, but you just need to be pretty close up, you know, to dying. That's the ticket. What? <laughs> Why did you not have a reaction to that? I don't. I feel like I've heard that before. I don't know. That was not enough of a reaction. <laughs> oh it's my crazy. god! You just have to be close enough to death. All right, <sighs> sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Okay. Um. Ugh. So four hundred cadavers were um, dissected, and out of the four hundred, and so it was a female team that did this. Um, only two actually were found to have like a spot that they could say could be considered a special area that is triggered and can cause an orgasm. So I think her name was Leslie Whipple. Maybe a different first name, but definitely last like name Whipple. Yeah. Last name, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So she's the one who discovered. Well, she's the one who coined the G spot, and they were going to call it the Whipple Tickle. <laughs> oh, no. That is so gross. But Nobody ever would have wanted it. Whipple Tickle. <laughs> like <laughs> ew. Mm, no, I'll pass. pass. Not worth it. <laughs> Don't ever say that to me again. Don't ever ask oh me to God, touch your Whipple Tickle. Oh my God! You just touched tickle. my Whipple Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be heinous. Well, we know what the title for this episode is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Whipple tickle. Whipple yeah, my tickle. <laughs> tickle my whipple, tickle, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so so she, she was the one who found that basically there was an area um, internally that if you, you, you know, you interacted with, it could cause a really fabulous feeling and an mm-hmm. orgasm. We now understand that it's not like really a spot. It's just attached more towards like um, in terms of your clitoral, entire clitoral body. Um, So I'm always nervous to talk about the G spot because I think a lot of partners are so focused on hitting the G spot and it's an excuse to to not focus on your clitoris because it's like, well, if I keep playing this lottery long enough, for the million dollars, I might win the million dollars, but your partner's like, could you just play like the local one where we're getting dollars? Could you do, do that? like a scratch it card? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, we'll definitely make money every time we play this one, or we're never going to make money except maybe possibly. Mm-hmm, so right. um, yeah, there's definitely um, more of a sensitive area up there um and as we know like it's a bit curved um you know curved upwards but um in terms of it being like a button or like a spot don't they say like an almond i've heard Mm -hmm. isn't that what we've i love hearing different like opinions and facts yeah you just yeah i mean so (laughs) i love hearing that i think it's so important to have like a full understanding like that makes so much sense to me Mm mm-hmm Yes. I don't love yeah. the cadaver thing, but yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's this idea that there are some Volvo owners who have a spot mm-hmm. that works for them more than others. But so far, right now, the consensus is that's pretty rare. Um, so I'd say stop making it a focus 
enjoy it, work with it. Um, when you, you know, interact with it, sometimes it can cause you to squirt. That's fun. Um, but it like, don't aim for a spot and don't let your partner be like, Oh, I, you know, I'm going to do the, the G spot. I'm like, None, sir. <laughs> they said sir. that to me and would not take them seriously. <laughs> I'm going to do the G spot. <laughs> let me get your whipple tickle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Hard pass, hard pass. But yeah, so I guess to answer your question, there's an area there that feels really nice. And if stimulated, it for sure can add like a heightened sensation. And like the person I was talking to yesterday who was arguing with, she said, no, no, if you touch that, I'll definitely have a penetration orgasm. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I'm not one to argue as long as you're having orgasms, Mm -hmm. as long as you're not feeling pressure to do it in one certain way, then I have no concern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fine to play around with. Yeah. See if you got yes. it, but hyper not worth yeah. spending your life searching for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then it's like a TLC show, like on the hunt for your big uh, Sasquatch. Yeah. Like oh, I used on to watch that show. On the hunt for my whipple tickle. I used to love that show so much. <laughs> and then one last one that I know I was really interested in is breathing orgasms. Um, is that just like dropping into like a meditative state and just getting yourself there? Like, how does that work? Yeah, Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of goes to the idea like where tantris, tantric sex works a lot with deep breathing. So, um, if you think about someone who is being guided during birth to deal with pain through breathing, um, your body becomes more like you become more in touch with your body. Uh, there's less pain. There's more of a relaxed sensation because there's, there's, you know, oxygen to your blood. Things are moving better and you, you open up, you relax. That's a lot of issues with a big issue with Volvo owners is relaxing. Um, so it's really common to have like a tension orgasm. I like them. They're good for quick ones. Um, but you're more likely to lose an orgasm from attention or from, from a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. Um, so breathing. Yeah. Um, we, there's just, that's, it's, it's an answer for so many things. It, it centers your mind. Um, you're more connected to your body, as I said. And um, if you're experiencing like extra sensitive, um, sensitivity with your clitoris you can move past that as well um and it's just like a deeper connection essentially and um it's something you have to practice but I know that um for me if I feel like I'm pretty like if I'm on my back with the satisfier pro I will if I feel like it's just mm, I'm gonna lose it then I have to I have to kind of hold back a bit you know you know, less pressure, speed down a bit, focus on my breathing and get into a bit of a rhythm. And then as I, there's just something about it that then allows you to get that orgasm to build back up and you don't lose it. So is it more of like an add-on type thing or is it like, could I literally sit here and breathe and bring myself to orgasm. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Okay. Either way, so yeah, like, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Love it. Yeah. I, I was just speaking to someone two days ago who said that she, she can do that. She can Go think her. herself mm-hmm. to orgasm. She's the real unicorn. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, 
that's not, it's not too common. Um, the breathing techniques. Yes. I think that you can get yourself to have an orgasm that way, but I know that it, it takes a lot of training and that's more of like a tantric sex idea or somatic sex where you're, you, you have to practice, you have to train yourself. And, um, I might get there one day to teach people, but at this point I don't, I got, if it's not touching, I'm not interested yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, exercise orgasms. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, that's more of like a working your PC muscles. And I think that's a cl- close to a uterine orgasm as well. There, I think there's, um, I, I'm smiling because I was walking with someone and, and she was telling me how she does, how she ha- masturbates. And it was, something I had never seen before. Wow. <laughs> and so we were on the trail and I was like, can you just show me how you do it? Like she didn't have an orgasm at that moment, but she showed me how she did it. People were walking by and no one would have known at all. Cause it was a Pilates move. And ah. I'm just looking at her thinking, this is a, this is an exercise and you can have an orgasm through it. And this looks, wow, this is really interesting. So she described it as more of in uterine, orgasm but I remember being 18 and I had a friend we were at the gym and we were talking about orgasms as you do when you're my friend (laughs) and she had mentioned that when she does those um it's the the machine that helps you crunch oh uh at the gym she gets an orgasm and I didn't believe her and I told her I'm like go show me and she did and it was fabulous (laughs) But, but she she can't do crunches because she has an orgasm every time and it was so quick and they didn't engage her um, clitoris or anything. And so um, I will say this just because of my background in Africa, if you're someone who doesn't have a clitoris due to female genital mutilation or the West calls it a clitorectomy, um, you can, there are so many ways for you to incorporate orgasm that has nothing to do with the tip of your clitoris so that's super super phenomenal can't take our orgasms yeah, away yeah. from us what is this pilates move yeah seriously <laughs> i can show you uh, i can show you right after this yes, yeah oh my please. god it's, yes um, fucking please it it looks tiring and you gotta be fit for it that's the problem i'm like no no i'll just lay down thank you <laughs> i'll just lay down i have a vibrator for yeah. that <laughs> yeah wow. exactly i would love a, a to do a crunch and have an orgasm like that would be so cool <laughs> i am jealous yeah. of your friend <laughs> i could just be like right now i don't know yeah, right out in here. yeah. Okay. it's a very small space. yeah it's pretty awkward when you're around but yeah it is uh especially at the gym and you're kind of looking around is like, does anyone else know what's going on? And you just feel like mm, you're just like closer to you, but in a, a ball. weird way. <laughs> I just need a minute. Yeah. Just give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Only do one crunch and no one understands why at the yeah. gym. <laughs> this girl just comes yeah. in here for five seconds and then leaves. Looks really sweaty though. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. It's she's glowing. Yeah. It's worth the, it's worth the $50 membership. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've reached the part in our episode where we like to do homework for honeys. Where we talk about one actionable step that we can all take to start incorporating what we talked about today. So Nell, would you do the honor of giving us some homework for orgasms? Mm-hmm. So today I am going to focus on mental blocks because we are always in our heads. So 
um, sometimes we, when, when we're, whether with a partner or having like alone time, um, it's really common to have disruptive thoughts come through. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, something might turn you on that you don't actually want to happen or, you know, like a family member might pop up in your head and like, what the hell are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And then that can really throw things off or you start thinking about other stuff. And so what I like to suggest is prepare for that before. So if you know that you have thoughts or, um, you know, it's been a really stressful week and you're going to be thinking about what's happened during that time, pre set up, um, thoughts to combat that. So to interrupt the thoughts and it can be anything from thinking about like, it doesn't have to be sexual, but you need to interrupt the thought um, pattern because I think a lot of people get caught up in that. So it's, you know, prepare two or three things that, you know, okay, when um, my sister pops up in my head, I'm going to think of working out Mm -hmm. and then you'll go. So working out will then lead me to, you know, the physique. And then that will lead me to like a hot person I saw and create a breadcrumb trail so that you're not just thinking, oh, okay, when, you know, you know, this thought pops up up into my head, I'm going to think about working out. You have to create the next thought and the next thought. And that is how you train yourself out of mental blocks. You have to control your mind and your mind, like your brain is a very large sex organ, especially for vulva owners. So you have to learn to um, control it. And also you have to learn that just because a thought comes through your head doesn't mean that it's accurate or true, that you're a bad person. We're humans. We've got weird thoughts. Roll with it, flow with it, but disconnect and you Mm -hmm. can train yourself out of that. I'm so happy you didn't say something sexual right after you said, when you think of your sister, think of, (laughs) you know, clitoris. I was like, oh, I'm so happy you had a trail. (laughs) I love that. I think that's such great. Mm -hmm. I am someone who gets so mentally blocked um, when I'm like masturbating or having sex. So thinking of that trail, I think is great homework. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I love Mm -hmm. that you can start thinking about it like preemptively. Totally. Where Mm -hmm. can our listeners continue to connect with you? Oh my goodness. Okay. So you can connect with me through uh, my website, which is nelthepleasurecoach.com. So that's N-E-L-L. You can find my podcast with my podcast partner, Sierra on um, millennial triggered on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, Instagram, Nell the Pleasure Coach, and TikTok, Nell the Pleasure Coach, which you can see me being extremely vulnerable. So it's a good thing I'm not looking to be hired by someone in the future because I want, I've guaranteed no job for me in the future if I have to run my well, own business. Well, you've clearly found something you're amazing at. Yeah. So I don't think you need to worry well, about thank that. You. We found you through TikTok and fell in love with it. So. I think you're set. Yeah. I think you're fine. Well, everything thanks, will be linked ladies. in the show notes. Yeah, so. absolutely. Thanks so much. Okay. And thank you for having me on. And oh. also, I think it's really important what you ladies are doing, you know, asking these questions so that other people who are really scared to can't. We need to do this. And I, I really feel like th- things are really opening up for Volvo owners. And what you guys are doing is really important. Yeah. So you, by you making so yourself vulnerable. <laughs> You're really, yeah, you're really adding good to the world. So thank you for having me on. Thank thank you you so much much for being here. 
Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much to Nell for being on the podcast today and for showing me the masturbation position of riding a damn pillow. That's what it was. I'm telling you now, it's mind-blowing. You should do it. Fucking try it. And thank you so much for With the vibrator, right? With the vibrator, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's what I, I had that on. Princess and the pee method. I did it. Top, yeah, right? I didn't okay. sandwich it. I had it on top because um, I like the intensity. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends on your sensitivity. If you're super yeah. sensitive, I think that's a great way to do it. I'm not super sensitive. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was great for me, but try it all out. Um, and thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. Yeah, and if you have a few minutes, head over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me Podcast. Helps us so, so much. Gets us in the ears of all the people who need us the most. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have us in your life, chances are you need us. You so need me. At least you need our guests. Yeah. But we're... <laughs> We're the spice. We're the sprinkles on top. So (laughs) we'll see you next week. See you next week. (laughs) 